Apple decided to say, hey, they said, you know, ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, they, they do the typical thing. We uh, assume no guilt. We're not saying we was wrong. But here, bleh, here, here, here's fourteen point eight million dollars. Personally, I wish I had fourteen point eight million dollars to say here, you know, stop bothering me. But Get away, Nat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, aka Brother Tech. And this is Nika Mofford, aka Tech Savvy Diva. And we are back with the Snob OS show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple. And then some, we are back. We are back with another episode. Uh, this is episode 166. We definitely want to say thank you to all the people that have been rocking with us this long. We want to say thank you to the people who are actually supporting the show. Hopefully, uh, we gave them our uh, two slaps. I mean, two cents. <laughs> two cents. When it comes to all the news that's been happening over the past couple of days, if you want to get some insight on our thoughts as it relates to uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock, the Oscars, all that good stuff. You definitely want to go over to patreon.com forward slash snob OS and join our Patreon so you can get that extra content. And you can also get this show earlier than everybody else. So uh, we definitely want to say thank you to those who are actually supporting us uh, via Patreon and watching us live. Uh, so having said that, we're going to get right into this show. Uh, we start with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. Um, how do you feel about um, Apple deciding or possibly deciding to rent or lease iPhones to users? Is this a good thing? Is this a money grab? Since people always update every year or two anyway, why own a phone when you can rent a phone? Is this Apple trying to snatch up as much money as possible? What is your take on this? I think so. I think they're, I think it's a cash grab. Um, I think they've seen, um, especially with the explosion of, you know, like the buy now, pay later, yeah, uh, the firm, Clarinas, yeah, Affirm, Clarina, all those type of yeah. places. And I think this is just a way for them to um, get in on that action while also you know, bringing more people into the fold by possibly bundling like an Apple music subscription or a Apple arcade subscription along with that. And honestly, in these economic times, people's money is a little bit tighter. So if they can pay one fee a month for a phone and some subscription services, then, you know, I, I can see it. I, I personally, I, I like to own my own things. Mm -hmm. I like for them to be mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I typically like for them to be new. So this isn't for me, but I think this is a, a business model for that'll be used, uh, by quite a, a few people. So I think this is, this is Apple's response to the fact that people are keeping their devices longer. Uh, for example, uh, my daughter, when she turned 12 that's the age we decided okay you're this is your rite of passage you get your phone right we first got her an iphone 8 it was still compatible 
with iOS, whatever, 13 or 14, mm-hmm. whatever was out at the time, had a great camera. I bought it refurbished. So I only spent a portion of what it would cost new. I got an older device and it was still compatible, still had all the features, still had all the battery life, still had a dope camera. A year or two later, she decides she wants to spend her own money. So she bought, and of course we helped her, but she spent her money and got an iPhone 10. This is the I, or, or the iPhone X, right? Mm-hmm. Um, better camera, better battery, a little bit more storage. Still three, four versions back because we're on iPhone, what, 13, 13 now? 14 pending. Yeah, that iPhone 10, that's the 12, the 11, the 10R, the 10S Max, the 10S, and then the 10, right? That's four generations back. Only paid a portion because we got it refurbished. It's good battery life, great camera. That's the phone she's using now, right? Mm-hmm. I've had this conversation before, you know, on previous shows. I have a 12 year old, I have 11 year old daughters turning 12 this year. I pretty much decided I'm going to get her an iPhone 10. It's three or four generations back. Again, all the things, same camera, nice battery, good camera, good storage, all of that around the world to say it's known that people are buying phones and either A, buying cheaper ones because they're buying them refurbished because they're still in good quality, or two, buying a phone new and keeping it forever. I think Apple knows that. And they're like, all right, <laughs> what do we do to keep these people, to keep, to stay in these people's pockets? Let's entice them by giving them a small monthly fee, but ensuring that they get a brand new phone every single year or every single two years. We got to move like, these units. We got to get these counted as sold. Turn in, turn in the old one, get a new one. All you got to do is yeah. pay that small little fee that keeps Apple in your pockets. Right. And you get you you really feel like you're getting your money's worth because every year you're getting a new phone. So you're getting the new hotness. Right. Personally, I think that's my response. Ultimately, my advice to people would be to, hey, um, even though it is enticing to pay an extra thirty, fifty dollars a month on top of whatever you're already paying for a subscription to get a new phone, that still adds up. And if you're willing you can get an iPhone 11, an iPhone 12, and still get all the features, all the functionality. You're not a super pro user anyway, so you don't need every single bleeding edge feature. You don't need cinematic mode. <laughs> right, right. Save you some money. Get you a, a, a older generation. Same thing with cars, right? Assets and liabilities, right? Even though an iPhone, I'm a, look, I'm, a, I'm an Apple snob. I'm an Apple geek. Most likely when a new phone comes out, I'm going to buy it, but because I am a geek and I want the new phone and I'm willing to pay for the phone and take care of it to where I can sell the phone and get my money's worth and then some to where when I buy the new phone, I'm only spending, you know, a portion of what that phone would actually be new. I get it. You don't want to go through all that. You don't want to jump through all those hoops. You don't want to do the research. You don't want to sell sell the phone on eBay or Facebook Messenger, or you don't want to figure out if I'm going to get scammed, if I get a refurb or a, a used phone. I get it. But if you do your research and keep your phone a little bit longer, you still come out better than this deal. But I get it. I can't. I ain't going to tell you. A long time ago, I decided not to watch people's pockets. Let so this is what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
All right. So the next thing up, um, this is something personal to me as well. Um, Apple recently, I want to say last year at WWDC, announced their Apple Key, which is basically a, a a digital key that you can use to do things like unlock your front door and uh, start, unlock, get access to your vehicle. Um, not too many cars. I think BMW. It was just BMW at the time. Yeah, yeah at the time they announced it. BMW is one of the only ones that gave you this digital key that you use your phone, hold it to the door and it automatically unlock it. And then that's your key fobs where you can just start the car without putting the key in and turning it. Now it looks like uh, Kia models, Kia, Nero, and then their luxury models, the Genesis G90 and the Genesis GB60 will be able to lock, unlock with Apple's key. So I guess my question to you is, is this a sign of things to come? Are they not going fast enough? What is hold, what if they're not going fast enough, what's holding up more companies like Ford, like uh, some of these high end like Mercedes and and, you know, these high end people that you would think this would be Tesla would be compatible with what well, what's the hold up or you think this is just going as planned? Um, I honestly think it's the lack of, um, I guess, sh- uh, uh Assurity, if that's even a word behind it, I think they are are uncertain um, if this is going to be safe. Um, you know, you have to take that into consideration, weighing all the other options. But I think, you know, as we talked last week with the um, Apple Wallet now taking your driver's license. license for Arizona and other states, it's one of those things where it's it's coming down the pipeline where people never. People are never not with their phone or with something like your Apple Watch that's connected to your phone. So it's becoming one of those things where let's get all of this on these devices. And further down in the story that we're reading from The Verge, it talks about a partnership with Samsung um, that with Genesis and with some other dealers, Audi, Ford and BMW, where they are going to you know, have these digital keys. And I just think it's just a sign of the times. People are moving in that direction. There are a lot of different pieces moving. People are really into the EVs, making sure that they're, uh, you know, energy efficient, uh, climate, uh, they're trying to reduce their carbon footprint, all those types of things. And I think this is just in the next line of of evolution of, of where we're going with our devices. And I think like we talked about last week, I think every state eventually is going to be um, have this digital um, ID. I think more places are going to accept this digital ID. And then, you know, it's just a natural progression, especially when you get to vehicles. Um, and uh, most places aren't very, um, what do you call it? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, public transportation friendly. Most right. places you have to have a car or right, yeah, access to, to a car to, to be yeah. able to, to, to move about. So I, I think it's just a natural progression. Um, I think it, it seems to be kind of speeding up and ramping up a little bit faster. So that's, that's, that's always good. So it's, it's coming and I, it's time we're in 2022. We thought we'd have flying cars by now. So, um, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> so the least they can do is give us a digital key. So I'm a little surprised that a digital driver's license beat 
was uh, beat a digital key to the punch as it relates to what technology Apple decided to roll out with because of the fact that I would think my assumption, excuse my ignorance, it would be easier to work with car manufacturers to create a digital key that could unlock their car and start the car. Um, Expanding above just cars, it would be easier to work with manufacturers, smart home tech like August and um, Slage, uh, Slodge, I don't know how you pronounce it. A lot of these uh, uh, smart home companies that will let you use HomeKit and use these other things to unlock your car, I mean, unlock your door and get in versus a driver's license, which seems like so much more complicated. You got to work with each DMV in each state and, you know, DMVs are already outdated and right. slow. So and far back. And then you got to work with the government, which is even slower. And then you got to work and then it only can be done via uh, TSA and airports, which they they got plenty of other things to be worried about versus right. a small amount of people trying to use their phone as a right. driver's license. Like, man, that's on the back. That's that's on the back burner. We, we got to worry about yeah, bigger fish to fry. <laughs> right, right. We got 737 jets falling out of the sky. Let's right. put that on the back, right? Um, but the fact that, you know, Apple announced, um, you know, back, I think, what, a couple months ago, <clears throat> Apple announced this, uh, I think, before um, the actual um, adoption of this Apple key. So I thought that was kind of strange. I, that's why I posed the question. What do you think the holdup is? Because all a car technically technically needs is to support NFC, and you have a phone that has the ultra wideband uh, tech in it. Those are just just two things, right? <laughs> I think the EV, I think EV and autonomous vehicles. I think that's pretty much taking everybody's focus. And you would think that something like this would kind of be ancillary, and you know they can kind of work that in parallel. But you know. I have some insight into the automotive industry, and it's one of those things where the focus really is on electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles, the race to get to be first. Um, you know, you have Tesla, they're kind of doing their thing, but at the same time, it's Tesla has shown some weaknesses. Uh-huh. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think is, you know, some of the other automakers, especially those based in the U.S., they are, you know, trying to pounce you know, on that. To the pedal. They are like, let's make up some of this, some of this market space. Let's get our foot in there. Let's show people what we can do. And I think it's one of those things where they're like, you know what? These are the big things. These are going to be the biggest money makers. Sure, it will be convenient to have your phone unlock your car, but in the grand scheme of things, is that going to make up any of the market space in the automotive industry? Because it the is electric so vehicle automotive industry, right? Mm-hmm. Right. In the automotive industry in general, because I mean, there's so many automakers, U.S. based and internationally based. So people have to try to separate themselves and show that they are on the cutting edge, on the leading edge. And right now that's on EVs and AVs. So that's where the focus is. All right. All right. So last thing we got going in the lowdown is for all of you OG iCloud users, if you were using iCloud way back in September 2015 and you were actually paying for some sort of subscription which i can't even think of i mean i i, I think i was really really i can't I even think remember, so i can't even remember what i would be 
sign up for a subscription for for Apple, but I guess it was for iCloud. But nevertheless, if you are one of those OGs uh, and you were using uh, paying for an iCloud subscription between September 16th, 2015 and January 31st, 2016, uh, you are eligible to receive a chunk of a $14.8 million class action settlement that people have brought up against Apple. And basically what they said was, which is sounds dumb if you ask me, <laughs> the accusation states Apple broke its terms and conditions by using third-party servers to store iCloud users' data when the company should have actually stored that data on its own servers in line with the contract is set out. So basically they're arguing, it's like, hey man, y'all using, you know, I don't know, AWS, for example, I, I'm just assuming you're using AWS to store iCloud users data. That ain't what y'all said it was. Y'all said it was iCloud data. So it should stay in Apple. Give me my money. So I guess Apple, <coughs> excuse me, Apple decided to say, hey, they said, you know, they $10. Do the yeah, they, they do the typical thing. We uh, assume no guilt. We're not saying we was wrong, but here, bleh, here, here, here's $14.8 million. Personally, I wish I had $14.8 million to say here, you know, stop bothering me. But Get away, Apple Nat. Does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Apple does. So they decide instead of fighting this, it just seems like a small window anyway. Um, Give everybody their two dollars and eighty-one cents right. uh, of this of this settlement. I never right. cash those checks because I'm like, this isn't worth my effort to go to the <laughs> bank and deposit this. They just right. stack up. So, well, so basically, I just wanted this to go away and not be bothered with it again. Like I said, um, I I guess you can make the case that Apple, if they're going to be offering a uh, cloud storage service to users, you would think they would have thought, not to say they didn't, you assume that they would have, they have thought through where they're going to save that stuff. And you just assume that they would save it on their own servers, but to make the reach or to make the, uh, the stretch that your data not being on Apple servers is any less safe or less quality or more compromised. That, that's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, I guess ipso facto, I pay for iCloud storage. I want it to be on Apple servers. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> I ain't gonna look, I ain't gonna knock your hustle. Right. <laughs> All right, so that is it for the lowdown. Let's move into a second string. Um, it looks like Uber has decided to partner with the New York City taxi service and allow users to hail the yellow cabs on the Uber app. Um, I This seems kind of weird to me because mm -hmm. Apple... It was such a battle before that they didn't want them to do anything together. Right, right. You would think the last two groups to partner up with something would be Uber and the taxi companies. You know, uh, but I guess... Um, Uber saw an opportunity, uh, in this story that I'm reading, it seems like, uh, Uber's food deliveries outpaced rides given to humans as millions sheltered in their homes. So this is almost like a pandemic thing. Uber noticed that people were using Uber more than just to ride around. They were actually using it for delivery services. 
And I guess Uber's like, all right, well, since people are getting things delivered, you know, how can we get more cars on the street to actually possibly deliver things? Oh, let's work with, <coughs> excuse me. Y'all got to excuse me. I, we talked in the pre-show that uh, pollen. pollen in Georgia is terrible. And it's gotten to me to where I'm all congested. Now my throat is all scratchy. So that's why I'm coughing all through the show. So I'm going to power through, but uh, you got to excuse me. <laughs> but back to what I was saying, it seems like app, uh, Uber rather has seen an opportunity to where they need more cars on the street. And I guess they decided to put their beef down, maybe because of new regime change, because when Uber and taxes are really going at it, the previous guy, Travis Kalikanakis, Travis, the, the previous Whatever. Uber CBO, Travis CBO. K. Yeah. Travis K. He was, which <laughs> they got a, um, a Netflix documentary out about Uber now and his, Oh, yeah. I just saw that advertised. You you just saw. Yeah. Okay. So (coughs) lack of a better term, maybe he was holding up the partnerships. Now he's out of there. The new CEO or the new leaders have decided to uh, uh, offer the olive branch and decided to partner up with Uber. So, again, this doesn't affect us because we're in Georgia. But um, I mean, how do you think do you if you were in New York, would you feel comfortable? Hailing a taxi, number one, when you know Uber's everywhere. And then two, uh, would you open up the Uber app to get a taxi or would you rather open up the Uber app to get an actual Uber? So it depends. So if I am somewhere and there aren't any regular Ubers in the vicinity, but there are Uber taxis in the vicinity, then I would go with the taxi. But my first choice would be for an actual Uber vehicle. Um, and I think, you know, the the mayor of New York, who I find completely abominable. Um, he, he's starting to show his ass a little bit. <laughs> he, he's been showing it for a while. So uh, I don't uh, have very much trust in, you know, him and what he has going on. But, you know, he's one of these people who are trying to force people to come back to work. So I think it goes to show that Money is tight up mm-hmm. in uh, the city uh, and, you know, it's hitting everybody. And, you know, once adversaries have now become allies, so right. to speak, and they both realize that taxi drivers aren't getting as much business because people aren't out as much. Uber is realizing they aren't getting as much business because people aren't out. So let's join forces and we both can you know, get some of this money as well. So I, I'm finding it, I'm I'm interested to see because it's so, it's notoriously hard to get the medallion sticker to be a New York Yellow Cab right. driver. Right. I'm interested to see if any of this will have any linkage or transition people who are trying to get the medallion or trying, I'm, I'm just interested to see if there's any overlap with that, but I think you're again, saying uh, going, driving Uber instead in place of trying to get the medallion taxi right, service. Right. Okay. Because they're really at this point, they'll be on the same platform and you don't have that additional upfront expense of um, paying and going through the process of getting the, the yellow medallion or whatever it's called. But again, I think it honestly, it just boils down to money. Um, 
it's it's a lack of it because people are still trying to you know protect themselves because we are still in a pandemic and this latest dot xrv whatever variant of uh, omicron is about to kick butt and take names they're predicting mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where they realize that they are stronger together than than separate so they're gonna do what they have to do to get this money all right all right so the next thing up is it looks like uh, all of the message messenger apps you know whatsapp and um Signal and Telegram and Viber and even Facebook's own Messenger app. Uh, and now WhatsApp is starting to jump on the reaction, uh, the reactions uh, showboat or yeah, not showboat train. Yeah, the, 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 the train. Yeah, the train. Yeah, train. They want to be yeah. on. They want to be in on it. Yeah. So now Google messages has gotten in on it. So it's like it's time. Right. 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 So it seems like uh, it looks like. WhatsApp users will now be able to send responses similar to how iMessage, instead of you actually replying to a message with okay or thanks or I love you, you can do a reaction to where it does a little thumb or does a little heart or whatever the case may be. Uh, Facebook Messenger kind of copied off of it. You know, some of these other companies started copying off of it. Now, uh, what was the popular one that we talked about? to where <clears throat> where um if if um if I own an iPhone and I send a message Google to message. A, yeah Google yeah Google message, Google message. Yeah, yeah they can see the iPhone they not the actual re re response they can see kind something of something like similar yeah it won't it not won't not quite equivalent it, but something similar it won't disrupt the the whole message chain It'll right. give you like a, these extra some, characters and yeah, the yeah, little yeah, right. Yeah. So it seems like uh, that's popping. Uh, people have been using those and they're popular. So WhatsApp wants to jump on that train. Um, the feature present is present in Facebook's own Messenger as well, well as any other chat, many other chat apps such as Signal and Viber. But now it's on WhatsApp. Uh, not a whole bunch of users have had it. Uh, everybody should see it in the reactions. I would assume in the near future. So uh, I guess if you're really looking for this as a WhatsApp user, you just been you just been dying. You can't stand sending a okay or a I love you. You've been wanting well, to send flourish. you <laughs> wanna you wanna send those reactions. Uh make sure you uh keep uh your updates current for WhatsApp because very soon you will be able to be in with the cool kids. And send a little thumbs up when you. You get a thumbs up. You yeah. get a heart. A pray. I don't know what a pray is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a laughing face, crying face, and surprise face. So they're handy, so, but ain't nobody. I wasn't losing no sleep over not being able to use them, but I guess yeah. people are. <laughs> well, probably people who don't have iPhones. And they yeah, 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 yeah. They you want the fun. Yeah, that, yeah. The the cool they crowd. Want to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's still a thing, right? All right, so uh, let's move on to For the Culture. Um, I guess this would have been the time where we would talk about all the goings-on with the Oscars, but um, we could have. But, we're but <laughs> if you really want to hear our, like I mentioned at the top of the show, if you want to hear what we had to say about, quote-unquote, the slap, 
<laughs> definitely go to patreon.com forward slash snobos and as little as three dollars you can get access to all of our thoughts about what happened but that's not what we're doing here nope. i wanted to get your opinion on i am i'm trying not to make this a super religious thing but i just found it strange and i wanted to get your opinion on this story that I found to where uh, this minister, um, he was working or he was hosting. I'm not sure what he was doing, but he decided for whatever reason, this minister, that he wanted to make a TikTok. And his subject was he wanted, he found it odd that all of these people that quote unquote need help were in line at this soup kitchen. And while they were in line, they are taking pictures for Instagram and are taking pictures for TikTok and are doing all the things that the, the people that do on social media, but he couldn't figure out why they had the newer iPhone 12s and the 13s while he the minister, you know, has an old iPhone 8 that holds a battery charge of only 45 minutes. So instead of actually helping people, he did a TikTok about or people. Or instead of him actually going to buy him a new phone. Sir, so you can what? do that. I said instead of him going out to buy himself a new phone because he can do that. Um, yes. Um, I just found it odd that a minister who you would think would be one of the last people to judge people decided to do a TikTok because he was concerned, quote unquote, about people who are unhoused or who maybe I'm just gonna put it out there, thought were that he that they were lesser than him mm -hmm. um, had these newer phones, mm -hmm. but they're in line because they quote unquote need assistance. Uh, what is, what is your take on this? Do you think he has a point that people who are uh, hard, you know, hard times, people who are unhoused, people who are maybe hungry, do you think they should have new phones or uh, do you think he was right in having that stance or do you think, you know, well, I'm not going <laughs> to preference, <laughs> preface your, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> do you think he could, so... be putting his, he could be doing something better with his time as a minister? <laughs> he could definitely be doing something better with his time. The first thing he could do is not be jealous or not um, covet something that someone else owns. As he is a minister, he knows what the commandments cover. I'm just so saying. that's 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 first. Two, he can actually go and purchase himself a new phone if he would like. Three, these unhoused people are still people. Right. And if they want to own an iPhone, they can own an iPhone. Let's be clear. Having a phone isn't a luxury anymore. You have to have a phone. These folks are already unhoused. Many of them may be unhoused, but they still have jobs. They still need access to email. They still need access to the internet. Right. They still I thought need the, access not to all these things. But to add, the, I thought the whole reason why we started calling people unhoused is because there's a difference between being homeless, destitute, out on the streets, 
you know, vagabonds, the, the typical people that we see and we consider homeless versus mm-hmm. unhoused people who, for whatever reason, don't have a job, you know, really like stuck in this temporary situation, but there is something different. There's a differentiation. I thought that was the whole point, but right. continue. And let's be clear. Buying a thousand dollar phone, everybody's phone doesn't cost a thousand dollars. You can buy a used phone or furbished phone. It could be a phone that's gifted. It could be a myriad of things. And if these people did purchase a phone, buying a, let's say it is a thousand dollars, buying a single thousand dollar phone does not equate to paying monthly rent. It does not equate to paying monthly utilities. It does not equate to paying for insurance, for groceries. This one-time payment that may not even be one time, it may be split out over months so that it is affordable because we do have affordable options when you're trying to purchase items. We talked about Klarna and Affirm earlier. But the thing is this one-time quote-unquote luxury item is not on the same level as having to pay monthly rent. And in large cities, I'm not sure where this guy is from, but the the stats came out. You can't buy a one-bedroom apartment or rent a one-bedroom apartment in any state in these whole United States for less than like $2,000, I think. So yeah, this is, you thought you were trying to come out and be all, you know, enlightened and, and speak to the masses, but now you're just on the summer jam screen looking like, an idiot because these two things don't equate. How about you do your job as a human and, and as if, a minister? Sir. And, even, and even if it did equate, even if you could make the case that maybe you need better priority, I'm trying to find a nicer way to say it. You know, your priorities, you need to closely take a look at your priorities if you can afford a phone but you're having a tough time affording food and or lodging, right? Mm -hmm. Even if that were the case, number one, mind your business because that's none of your business unless unless you're going to, you know- Are you paying for the phone? Are you going to pay for the the phone? Are you going to pay for their food? Are you going to house them, right? Right. You know, number one, (laughs) mind your business. Number two, the last person that should be judging people is a minister- Hello. The whole, like you said, the commandment said, you know, I did that just, I mean, that seems like the opposite of what you should be doing. If you're, you said you're called to do, if you're called to help people, help them. Ain't nobody asked for your opinion. (laughs) Help them. Why are you on TikTok doing this anyway? Why why don't you talk about the love of Jesus and try to bring people to Christ? Do that on TikTok. Number three. Mind your business. Why are you worried about them shooting TikToks and checking they? Ain't you supposed to be feeding food? Why are you in their phones? Mind your business, man. Mind, Mind your business. business. <laughs> yeah, I think ultimately that's my thing. It's like, mind your business. This don't the have world would be a better you. place if more people just minded their own business. Exactly. <laughs> Mind the business that pays you. Right. And, you know, like I said, he got specific. He said, um, people checking their Facebooks and Snapchats on their iPhone 12s and 13s. That's a lot of detail 
for you Can to be unhoused known. Unhoused people or homeless people not have joy? Can they not right. get a laugh off TikTok? Can they you, not I, get a laugh off, off Facebook? Can right. they not you, connect you, with their families? Right. You know they checking Facebook. You know they checking Snapchat. You all up in their phone and know they got an all iPhone 12 shoulder. and a 13 when iPhones are looking... I mean, they're looking close to being the same from exactly. the iPhone 12 on up. But you know that this person's got a 12 and a 13. I bet you don't know their first name. I bet you don't you don't know how they got in this situation. I bet you didn't take the time to figure out what type of person this, this person was. Did you was. even say hello to this person? Did you shake <laughs> their hand, give them a kind word, anything? But no, you know all about their business with their phone. Right, so right, right. Down. Mm, you probably couldn't tell. tell Right, you don't know nothing about this person, which you should right. if you called to help. But right. now you all depend what kind of phone they got and what they doing on the phone. While you, again, no, the number three, you, you just jealous. <laughs> you jealous? Go get you an iPhone go 12. Go buy you a go buy you one. They and, got monthly and, plans. Hey, you supposed to be helping people, but you on TikTok. Mind your business, man. Right. <laughs> you can be on TikTok, but they can't be on TikTok. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. So I just thought that was interesting, you know, uh, <laughs> for you to be a minister trying to help people, but you really talking about people. But really, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not trying to make this a religious it. thing, but, you know, um, a lot of people are becoming disillusioned uh, with what the idea church? of organized religion, religion i.e. church, and them. are deciding to go their own route, which, again, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's sending a signal to church. I don't know. Again, I ain't try to get that deep, but you know, people are people are talking, and this is what they're yeah. talking about. And he is, and he is, he is, he is leading people to that with this whole tick. I mean, talking about working against yourself, man. Yeah, you got that right. You supposed to be saving, saving souls, right? Bringing souls to Christ. If you out here <laughs> talking about them on being on TikTok, talking about them on TikTok, <laughs> mind you. <laughs> Talking about them on TikTok while being on TikTok. Right, right. All right, all right. So let's move on. We're going to move on to the hookup. Um, I am procrastinating on doing my taxes. Um, Same. It just seems like it's just so many more documents that I need and need to find. And I just wait to the last minute. But I'm starting to do it now. A lot of the documents still come in the mail. Um, so my hookup for the week is the best document scanner app that I have ever used is called, is an app called Scannable. Uh, it used to be on its own, but I think Evernote bought them, but you can still use it as a separate, uh, document scanning app. Now, the benefit of using Google Docs built-in scanner is because if you save all your documents in Google Docs, you don't have to use a separate app. You just go into Google Docs, scan the document. Same thing with iCloud Drive. If you use iCloud Drive, they've got a scanner uh, feature to where you can scan a document. Same thing with Notes in the Notes app on the iPhone. You can scan a document in Notes. I've used all of them. And no matter which one, all the other ones I just mentioned, every time I try to scan a document, it looks like I took a picture of a piece of paper sitting on the table. <laughs> But when I use this scannable app, it looks like an actual scan of a document. I don't have to crop the edges. I don't have to enlarge it. I don't have to straighten edit it because it's tilted. I don't do nothing to that. Yeah. I put the piece of paper down. I hold open scannable app. I take the picture of it. It 
scans it like I actually put it in the printer, scanned it. And then from there, I can rename it. I can change it to a PDF and I can automatically share it to Google Docs and iCloud Drive. I don't have to scan it to my photos library and then go open up iCloud Drive or Google Docs and then import that image from the scannable app. I can share it to Google Docs and all these other places where you probably save your documents. So that's my tip hookup for the week. Tax season is fastly approaching us. So if you are like me, uh, last minute and trying to scan all of those tax documents to send it off to your accountant or do your taxes yourself, I would check out the scannable app is free. Again, it's by Evernote, but you don't necessarily need Evernote and actually use it. And like I said, it's the best scanner app that I've seen. So, all right. Um, if that's it, um, I guess we can go ahead and, uh, get caught up on what you'll be doing, uh, next week. Um, before you say that, uh, I will be out next week. We are going on a family vacation. Uh, so I don't know if you want to, uh, run the show with a guest host or you just want to take the week off as well. Uh, but, uh, why, why you think about that? Uh, you can tell the folks if you're going to be guest hosting or find, let people know what you're getting into next week. Um, before I do that, um, one of our lawyer listeners, Charles, he put a, a note in the chat that I definitely wanted to call out. He wanted to give a shout out to his son, Nate, who will be celebrating his heavenly birthday tomorrow. So definitely uh, prayers to you and the wife on, on that um, as you find ways to celebrate him. So I uh, definitely wanted to, to give you that shout out. As for me, I am just going to be on a heavily curated Twitter timeline because I have muted some very key words and, and such. So um, nothing really um, externally going on um, next week. Uh, as Terrence mentioned, it is uh, spring break down here. So things are pretty quiet um, uh, in my neck of the woods. So uh, you can just find me on Twitter, just on the timeline, trying to avoid the mess that is Twitter but enjoying it at the same time. Right. Well, so I've been, I've actually been enjoying it. I have um, tried to get back on Twitter more, but get back on Twitter more from just a, a, uh, a non-content creator. Mm -hmm. um, even though I create content, you know, I eat this podcast. Uh, when I first got into social media, I was like heavy into, you know, blogging and tweeting and being an influencer, subject matter expert and, you know, all these mm -hmm. things. Right. I've kind of, not necessarily got burnt out, but um, trying to come at it from a civilian standpoint. Where you just it's, all, it. it's just fun for me. And like right. I was I was in the, the Twitter mess. My bookmarks are full of jokes because there are some that were taking me out that mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to want to revisit this to laugh. But then when I saw the tide turning, I was like, all right, all right, let me go and mute these names. And, you know, my timeline got a lot less noisy. Uh, right. But it's still, of course, there's no way you can completely get away from it. But it's a lot less in your face, in your face. But the jokes on Oscar night and the night after Black Twitter was doing what Black Twitter does. And it was Black Twitter at its finest. Right. And I was reveling and having a great time in that. So on the subject of Black Twitter, you know, one of the things that I was doing as an influencer, social media, trying to get my word out there, trying to get these brand deals, do all these things, right? I was always like, well, you know, I'm a Black Twitter adjacent. 
But what I don't want to do is say anything that may look weird or look, you know, not, you know, uh, I, not the image that I want to portray. Right. But now, like I said, um, I'm trying to get back into it on some clearly this is who I am and this is what the this is what I who I really am and the things that me I the person, control. not me, the brand. Right. Me, the person. Right. So I am starting to, you know, uh, catch up, not necessarily catch up, but catch in join in to all the things that black Twitter does, you know, and just social media in general. Yeah. So uh, I am starting to get back on there a little bit more and, you know, be a little bit more relaxed. So, um, so yeah, that's where I will be next week because I will not be on the show um, next week, unless Nika wants to do something early, which probably not because all this weekend we'll be getting ready for our Packing. vacation. Yeah, <laughs> packing, and you, have three, and you have three little people to exactly. also get together so, as well. So, so that's making a lot. sure people don't forget lotion and deodorant, and make sure toothbrushes, right? Yeah. Make sure you know people, you know, as the techie, right? Make sure everybody's got the cables for the phones and the tablets and the watches and the headphones and charges and all these things. Because what I'm not going to be doing is on the road spending. Thrice as much money trying to find a cable when you got a free one at the house. So <laughs> that's what I'll be doing next week, uh, traveling. So uh, definitely, but I, like I said, I will be in these social media streets. So I won't be sharing, you know, basically, you know, I'm not going to share exactly where I am. Cause Location, again, nope. Right, because that's a no-no, you know, I will Pictures be Pictures of the children, not so with, much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and that's another thing. I'll share pictures of my family, my kids and things, but I don't do it all the time Not because again, people are weird. People are weird. And like I said, my kids, especially my oldest daughters are at the age to where they're, they're going to, they're starting to develop their own social media identity. I don't want that already, already be pre-programmed for them right. by the time they get there. And then, like I said, like with my own social media journey, I don't want to have to try to live up to some sort of standard, you know, so I don't want right. to put that on them. So I very sparingly, put information about them on social media so they can develop their own um, personality online. So, But having said that, uh, speaking of personalities online, if you want to uh, comment, connect, share, support the show, find out how to download it, find out how to join the Patreon so you can get our insights on what we thought about <laughs> Will Smith Anything. slapping this crap out of <laughs> Chris Rock. Uh, definitely go to our website snoboscast.com get all the details uh, find out all the information find out how to connect with us as a show and as individuals on social media but until next week or the week after next we are out peace bye everybody bye